This is episode number 508, Coffee Conversations with the one and only Caesar. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Oh, yes, my friends, this is a unique episode, uh, something we've never done before, and I'm bringing in the man behind all of it. His name is Caesar, and he is a dear friend of mine that I've known for many years, and he runs the entire business, the entire School of Greatness platform, but there's so much more behind the scenes that I don't really talk about, that I thought I'd bring him in to kind of share some of these ideas behind the scenes and what he does, but also go back in time to learn about how all this even came about and the mindset about how we've been building this empire and this engine. And Caesar turns the tables. He asks me some questions. I ask him some questions. I share a lot of stories that I haven't pulled out of the vault and I don't know, a decade and share some things that might help you understand how we build the things we do and how it's happened so quickly. So I'm very excited about this one. I would love your feedback on this. Let me know on social media at Lewis Howes um, and check out the full show notes at lewishowes.com slash 508. Again, tag me on Instagram. Let me know what you think. If you want more of these type of conversations with Caesar for coffee conversations. And before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to the the fan of the week. The fan of the week who has a review over on iTunes. This is from Liz Tronica who said, I don't know what I would do without this podcast, especially the five minute Friday episodes. Usually I'm spent at the end of the week from something or feeling defeated or doubtful about what I'm doing or what my purpose is. Then I listen to this five-minute Friday, and all of a sudden, I feel more hopeful. Also, the guests he brings on create a valuable and uplifting experience. Thank you so much. So, Liz Tronica, thank you for being the fan of the week. And if you guys want a chance to be considered and to have your review announced on the podcast, then go ahead and leave a review over on iTunes. Just search School of Greatness in your podcast app on iTunes and leave your review. And there's a lot of things we talk about in this episode. All right, guys, we've got a powerful one. Again, let me introduce to you the first time ever on the podcast, the one and only Caesar with Coffee Conversations. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Welcome, everyone, to this special edition of what should we even call this coffee (laughs) coffee conversations coffee conversations coffee conversations with two receivers two guys from ohio uh just trying to live our dreams in la so matt cesarato 
the legendary hashtag Caesar, hashtag Caesar life, hashtag <laughs> the one and only hashtag. You're like a bear, man. You know, it's hashtag. Funny, it's, it's funny because I who's don't, I don't even know that, that you hashtag me half the time. So I really don't even know what's going on because I'm more focused on what's going on in your social media. I know. And I really don't have social media. Matt, my, my wife handles the social media for our family. Matt doesn't have social media. If you guys can believe it, he has no, do you even have Instagram? You might have an Instagram, right? But you never do, use it, but you I, don't use I it. I started it and I think I posted six times when my, my when my family like, came in town. Yeah. You started it like what six years ago, maybe? And you're, probably six years. People ago. probably couldn't even find it if they wanted to. That's true. So for those that don't know who Matt is, and I never even call him Matt, I call him Caesar. For those that don't know who Caesar is, he is one of my best friends from college. Two thousand four, I met this guy. He had white. He had like uh, like blonde tips, and his hair, spiky hair, blonde tips. And uh, was walking around, strutting around like the big man on campus. <laughs> then I walked in. Things changed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's a, he's faster than me. Much faster. Skinnier. And uh, wiry. Very wiry. But I, I have to give you some, you know, some accolades. You definitely had the best hands on the team. They're pretty good hands. And uh, I didn't drop many balls. And I didn't wear fast. gloves. You were fast. I was fast. Okay, fast. For a tall 6'4 dude, I was okay. <laughs> I had deceptive speed. I gained Absolutely. speed. Gained speed. In the practice, I wasn't that good. Catch you on a fly pattern. Goodbye. That's it. That's it. So we're having coffee conversations. Conversations with coffee. At at what time? 8 o'clock at night. 8 o'clock at night. Pacific. Yes. And uh, this is a format that I've never done. I've always brought someone on to to interview. One time I had someone interview me. Other times I do solo rounds. But people have always said you should bring someone on your team on to like have a conversation with. I don't know if Sarah would ever come on. Sarah would definitely not come Sarah on. Sarah would probably never come on. Sarah I would love to see Sarah. Sarah would be amazing. She runs my life. She is the executive assistant for me in the business and makes sure everything runs she smoothly. She is the HBIC. We call her HBIC, head BIA in charge. Head beauty in charge. Head beauty in charge, yes. <laughs> and so Matt and I have go way back 12 or 13 years, 2004. Long time. And we were super close. We probably hung out every single night senior, my senior year. Absolutely. Probably. My junior year, well, my first senior year, I had two senior years. I got injured the first one. I came back. We hung out when I got injured my first senior year a lot because I would just come over to your room and I would stay. You had bunk yep. beds. Yes. <laughs> Matt had yes. bunk beds in college, which was awesome. His own bunk bed but that he brought to college. Yeah. yeah. And uh, – I you had a, a larger like queen futon in the bottom, mm-hmm. and I would take over, and Matt was <laughs> then, top I, then bunk. I'd have to go to the top bunk. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> so that was man, those are the days. And I would steal all your food, and this is when Matt was like a plus plus. He was like a five on a four scale. He had a five grade point average, full ride scholarship to Capital University, academic full tuition, yeah. full tuition scholarship. And I like corrupted him. I was like, let's just go out and party and have fun. And I didn't want to go to school ever. And I have to say, I think you you more so rather than corrupting me, you showed me what's possible. Yes, outside of my comfort zone. That's right. I was I kind of like stuck in my own comfort zone for a long time there. And yeah. The opportunity to play and step let outside. Loose. Yeah, exactly. Have let fun, loose. man. Let loose. I mean, I'm gonna bring back a little story now. Lewis kind of introduced me to what techno and trance music was. Yes. And so we would we would end up going to these clubs and just dancing our faces dancing. off. Dancing. And, and I didn't drink. You did, did not. Did you drink at all? Maybe a little bit? Maybe a little bit. But Maybe we would just bit. dance. We most just of the time, fun. No, actually I didn't because most of the time we were taking my, my pickup truck out yes. to the club and in Columbus, driving. Ohio. Yeah. And so no, I wasn't drinking. And we had, you had football and stuff too. And yeah. We would have so much fun. Gosh, it was a blast. So... Oh my gosh. But times. I have to say, you know, I think, you know, when I was thinking about doing this episode with you, you were, you were saying, yeah, come up with some cool questions. <laughs> and I have to say, I think when Lewis came into my life, <laughs> I, I, I literally pinpoint this specific moment. Oh man. It was, was <laughs> not only were we playing football together, yes, but it was just playing the game of life God, it was to the 
fullest. Fullest. We didn't Absolute have anything fullest. either. We didn't have much. You had a lot of money. You were actually like smart at saving your money. You worked like I worked hard three in months summertime. hard in the summer. Yes. Matt was like, get up at 5 a.m., work. Working with my dad, yeah. Making like a few hundred bucks a day cash, doing carpentry, doing like yep. laying cement, doing uh, what were you guys doing? Like driveways and other stuff like that. And yep. so you, you would come back to school with like. 15 grand in your pocket. You I were like literally the king. have $2,000 cash all the time with, in oh, my dorm room. It's crazy. You did? <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. I, I wanted to done anything anyways. roll out on fun, t- you know, fun occasions yeah, or you something would, like man. that. Yeah. You had all this money, I remember, and you were just like, Matt was the man. He just took care of me while I was like poor. And he was just like, make sure that he's always had a couple 20 bucks here and there, buy food. He always drove the truck. We would put on, you remember the song we listened to all the time? Yes. Huh? Uh, ah. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. What was Pump it called? It. Pump it. Yes. <laughs> Pump yes. it. Yeah, it was such a good song. We would roll out downtown Columbus thinking we were like the hottest guys in town, just like rolling with our time of our lives, glory days. I mean, that's glory the truth. Days, man. Looking back, it's like, gosh, gosh, you had nothing 20, really to worry about 20, except for going years old. to class and, that was and it. showing up. I didn't even go to class half the time. That's, that could, was crazy. I didn't care. I know, but look at you now, man. I got to say, I'm, oh, I'm proud of what you created. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been fun. Look at what we've created. It's been a good life, man. 12, 13 years. It's yeah. been pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd bring Matt, hashtag Caesar Life, on to just have a conversation. Talk yeah. about because I put, I, you know, I pushed you a lot out of your comfort zone early on, and then we roommated. We were roommates, yep. lived in this this place above Columbus in Columbus, Ohio, above a music hall that was two hundred fifty dollars a month that we'd split the rent. Yeah, and that was a lot of money for me then, one hundred twenty five a month. And uh, and then man. you moved to New York City to go modeling, to go chase modeling ha- and slash acting career. Yeah, yeah. How long I were you did. there for? I was there for about two and a half years. That's it. It yeah. feels like it was longer. No. No, it was quick. But you just and went hard I, for Then I came out to years. L.A. and you went to New York and it was like, wow. We kind of lost touch for like the year. We did. For the first year you were in New York. You kind of like met some modeling other dudes and did your thing, I, working hard. And it wasn't even that. You were playing arena ball. I was so playing arena were, football. You were doing We were both thing. doing our thing. Yeah. You were, you were hanging out with those guys. And we were, st- you know, staying in touch. But at that time, social every, media wasn't that there big. There was no So it was like We were like texting every few months. Call. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, I mean, we didn't need to like call each other every day. No. And go, hey, hey, bro, how you doing? <laughs> we didn't do that. What are you doing today? <laughs> no. What are you making for dinner? You know? Girls do that, I think, a lot. Yeah. It's not like, you know, girlfriend. You got to talk to her every yeah. day. And there was no FaceTime then. This was like 2006, 2007, right? Yeah. Six, seven, yeah. There was no FaceTime. Maybe... Yeah, I don't think there was FaceTime then. There was iPhones that came out then, but yeah, yeah. And then um, I remember I came out and visited New York. Was it the first time I visited when I came out there? I can't remember what happened, but I was in Union Square or something. Two thousand eight. Yes, I remember I, that vividly. Was that the first time I visited you? That was the, f- the no. Well, the first time you yeah, first time you visited actually New York New City. York. I'd never been there before, because you think. went down in two thousand seven. I went there with my sister one time. I think did you? Maybe I can't. But I, I came down college. to Philadelphia. You were going to some, oh, you some did. event. Oh, you did. 2008. Event. Yes, 2008. Yes. Did I come to New York after that? That no. that was like winter of 2008. And then you came to New York fall of 2008 where we went to in Union Square for So Rizzo. I came to New York first and then I went to Philly. Is mm-hmm. that what happened? You sure? Yeah. I went to New York. I was in Union Square. I can't remember how I got there. A flight maybe or something. Bus. Mm-hmm. I can't remember train. I got there somehow, and I just remember being in Union Square and looking at, like doing a three sixty and being like, I have no clue where I am. Like I had no clue what was north, south, east, west. I was like, it's an intimidating lost, city. So yeah. lost in there. Now I yeah. feel like I know the place inside and out. It's pretty easy. Right. But I remember being so lost, and then you picked me up in your truck, I think, and I threw like my my bag in the back of your truck and you're like we're going like you had a bunch of guys with you and you're like I had, let's go I had I was plans like, I was like exhausted I was living I would a travel. crazy life at that point like let's go we're doing this I was like yes. where are we going and you're like just trust me <laughs> what you didn't even tell me what we were doing you're like there's just this crazy cool thing we're gonna go do and it's I'm, funny I, I flipped it on its head because that's the stuff you used to do to me I did, and then you man. came out to New York and I was, and nervous. I was like, I was like no let's just this. like go inside and like yeah <laughs> Let's like grab a slice of pizza and just chill. Right. And you were like, no, let's do this. And I was nervous. And we went to this show called Fuerza Bruta. That was like the mm. greatest thing I'd ever seen at that time. I was like, blew my mind. Live trapeze, cool stuff. Music, interesting. weird. It was like artistic. Yeah. You're moving audience. Very it was cool. like so inspired. I remember just being like in awe. I was like, this is New York in the middle of the yeah. Union Square, Fuerza Bruta. We like went somewhere afterwards and got 
snack or something. And yeah. then we were like driving around. I don't know if that was the night we were driving around when like your buddy oh, like, yeah. threw up on the yeah, side he got of the street. Sick. Yeah, the he curb. did. He did. Yeah. It was crazy. We had some fun nights there, man. Yeah. Um, he was reliving glory days because he was a little older than us. He was, yeah. And, and uh, we I was were, trying to get him out. So, were you dating Kendra then? No. Uh, I think you met her later. I she was there. Really? We were just starting. It was to like date. a yes. couple weeks prior. You started hanging yep. out or something. Yeah. Oh yep. my gosh, man! Really? You guys been together for nine years? Yeah. No. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Because so that was winter of oh nine. Um, and then there was was that the same night there was like Christmas trees out and we were like. Your buddy Same jumped in exact freaking, night. Yes, a garbage you, truck, and he was about to start it and start going down. Like no, it wasn't a garbage truck. It was a. It was like a caterpillar. Wasn't it like a big yellow cat? Yeah, yeah. With like a crane or something. He got in something. it. He yes. jumped in and he was going to start this thing oh and drive it down. I think it was like Broadway or Lexington or something like that, right wow. next to those uh, those Christmas trees. I remember, and then he was knocking over Christmas trees. Anyways, we're going off to him here, but bringing <laughs> back it some in. funny funny times. So I thought I'd bring Matt on, uh, Caesar, to talk about to have him ask me any questions and see because he now now bring this full circle. A few years ago, was it two years ago you came on board, School of Greatness team? Yeah, early 2015. I was growing the business. I was growing the business, and I started um, just being kind of overwhelmed with the growth of School of Greatness. The podcast was growing. Um, I didn't have the book yet, did I? Uh, you were I, just finishing the manuscript, yes, at that point. You came on before the launch of the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember just feeling like overwhelmed. I knew it, things were going so fast. I wanted to create so much, but I couldn't do it all fast enough. So we started hiring the team. And me and Matt, were I was living out here three years prior to you coming on then, I guess. And we were friends. You were working somewhere else. And I remember thinking, God, it would be amazing for Matt to come on board. But I didn't want it to ruin our friendship. And you didn't uh, want to ruin our friendship no, either. No, I was, I was nervous about that because we, we talked about it even like two years earlier. We did. When you had your previous business. Yeah. And I was like, you should come on and work with us and manage stuff because you're yeah. Like, oh, and I was working with another friend of mine at this agency yeah. and we're, you know, working crazy hours and having a blast. But, you know, I wanted to kind of stick around in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, when, when you asked again, it was just a perfect opportunity. Uh, it's good timing. Yeah. You, you'd done, you'd kind of quit this contracting job. Mm-hmm. You'd finished like the term and you had a couple months where you're like figuring out what you wanted to do. And I was like, just come yeah. on for like a few months and like just pick up some slack for the stuff that I can't do. Yeah. God, it's been a, it was the best decision I've made, man. It's been amazing. And I hope so. I, what I feel like is I was telling someone this like uh, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, it took you like a year and a half to really kind of like understand the business and, and really kind of step into the role that, I, you know, we both wanted you to be in because I think you just had to learn so much in general. That was it. It was very new for me, um, stepping into a role, you like know, the for a small, world. you know, small business. And um, it, it was a completely different, you know, job experience than I've, yeah. that I've ever had. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely new frontier for me as far as business, you know, the online business. Uh-huh. You were um, working corporate America. I did for a while for a fashion company. We have people on our team who are working, you know, virtually all over the world. Mm-hmm. So it was like managing people online, not in person. It's a lot. It was learning, like, what are these online courses? Like, we have multiple things we can monetize. We're creating content, Facebook ads, like social media, stuff that you're not even on. Right. And so you had to learn all these things that you're not even doing. Um, and it was a big learning curve. Yeah. And I was used to working in an office surrounded by, you know, my colleagues in that same office. So working virtually was a whole new experience, but, um, I think that's a testament to, to what businesses can, you know, can create for themselves now have that opportunity. Um, and you know, that goes for, you know, corporate America, they're moving that way too with with hiring virtual people and things like that. And it works, it works because of technology. It is, man. It it offers a, a huge amount of opportunity. Um, for, you know, the employees themselves as well to have that quality of life. I heard somewhere, I can't remember which company it was. Maybe you told me this, but there was a company that has all their customer support people on the phone work from home because they don't have to come into like a call center or anything because they said, I think it was the CEO said like, I want them to be happy and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if they're happy and comfortable in their home, more than like coming to a like a cubicle at a work, right? Then they're going to be happier on the phone. Absolutely. So they just get a call that goes like right to their phone through like a, you know, a different number or whatever, and they pick up. And they can just be in their underwear. They can be hanging out on their couch, but they can be <laughs> relaxed. And that's the thing with like 
you know, running a business and, and having an, a team, everything can change with what's available now and, and with social media and with this, all the softwares and tools that are out there. So I brought Matt on as because our team was growing and I realized I was spending two or three days of managing energy. And I think that's what a lot of people need to understand of if you're an entrepreneur, if you're starting something, if you want to be a solopreneur, we just have like a couple of people you're freelance working with. You can do that. But in order to break through the next level to really get to like the seven multiple seven figure level, you're going to have to build out a team unless you're just, I don't know, a ninja that can do it all on your own. Uh, no one can do it themselves. Yeah. It's really I hard mean, to break through. Even, even doing what I do, it's a, it's a piece of this engine, this, yeah. this business of yeah. yours. Um, and you know, you, I, we couldn't do it ourselves no. if we tried, we have no. surrounded ourselves with people that we work so well together with. Yep. And I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, a testament to what, you know, the business that you've created for yourself mm. and, you know, back to, you know, bringing on those people virtually or having a team that, you know, can work from home at times and yeah. not feel too confined to a space, you know, yeah. we could still be as productive. And yeah. if anybody says we can't, we're going to, you know, we're going to try and we're going right, to prove right, them wrong. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's the cool thing about it. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of brings me back to, I think the, the, what I really wanted to start probing you about and asking mm. questions for, you know, your listeners is, you know, really creating this, you know, you know, if your life was a game, creating the game, you know, the game that you'd want to play every mm. day, mm-hmm. creating that game that you would want to show up just like we did playing football, playing our hearts out in college and going, mm. gosh, we get to do this, what we're passionate about, get, ex- you know, excited every single day, even, even practice days. That was it may fun, not be man. game day. But practice, practice were day, fun too. Oh man, we'd have a blast, and we'd make it fun. We did make it. Would you suck know, some of those days. Some days sucked. Hey, listen, so some hot. days when we're doing army crawls, oh, it's a hundred yards back and forth because we miserable. dropped one or two balls during practice. <laughs> yeah, that stuff is tough. But that, I mean, you know, it's like yin and yang. You can't have all good every day. No, no. You got to have those tough days that show you how good it is. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You got to go through pain. If you want to be a great athlete in a great football team, you got to go through so much pain together. Absolutely. So much training and hurt. 
yeah. in order to go into a game that is going to be that challenging where another right. team is trying to take your life and your vision away from you, you've got to be willing to go through it with them. It's like going on through a 10-round fight, you know? Totally. You've got to be willing to have pain if you want to be a champion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we, I feel like we, man, we were willing. We we pushed each other too. Right. At least on the offensive side, we were just like committed, man. Right. Something about it. We thought we, thought we were like all going to be pros or something, or we we're just like, we're the best in the country. We just like believed. You know, I mean, we were Division three too. Yeah. And we, some of us still wanted to go pro. You wanted yeah, yeah. to go pro. You had that ability. I never had that. I, I loved you know, competing, uh-huh. game day, just the the schedule, the rigor ah, that great. kept me focused yeah. in school, in life. Mm-hmm. To have that that one thing that was consistent, the yeah. practice schedule. You know, That's and it, man. you knew when you were showing up every day at a certain time. You got a. We had an itinerary. We know we were doing every ten minutes of practice. Totally, I love that stuff, man. Yeah, discipline. And let me tell you, scoring a touchdown. It's the best feeling in the world. <sighs> How many did you score in college? Not many. Not many. How many did you Nowhere, score? I have no idea how many. I can't remember either. I think I scored maybe 10 my senior year, maybe. But, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's a good feeling. Just catching a ball, making a play is fun. It doesn't matter if you score or not. That's it. That's it. You know, being a part of that team. I mean, so back to, you know, what, what you know, team we've created here. Yes. Um, I mean, we've got some spectacular people on the team. Mm-hmm. And having those conversations virtually or in person, it doesn't even really matter. No. So, no matter where they live. Exactly. Now you couldn't you couldn't play a football game with with no. guys virtually, but you know, you get we can get do that point. in business though. We totally can. And as long as you can, what we do, I think it works, and we can probably optimize this as we meet on the video chat as much as we can. That's we meet it. as a team once a week on video chat. You do have to connect. Yes, you have to connect, and then we try to meet in person. You know, with the whole team, at least for our event we do for a week, and then I want to do more like team retreat stuff. So mm-hmm. in the future, mm-hmm. but. And not not get too confined at all times by email, really focusing on even having a phone call. Yes, you know a touch point daily. Um, that's huge. That's it key. Is huge. Just to keep a team, you know, responsible and accountable mm-hmm. within each other. Yep. So, you know, and then going back to you know the routine, the, the the physical routine that continually gets you up every morning. I mean, we've started something new recently. Yeah, six thirty a.m. runs. Six thirty a.m. runs. So I want to ask you, I mean, what's, what's opened up for you with, with doing stuff like that? 6.30 a.m. runs. You know, because, you know, we kind of got into a a routine where it's more 8 a.m., you know, and so we just, we we, we just wanted to just break it up and Uh go, what can we do to shake things up a little bit? Yeah. 6.30 a.m. It's good, man. Anytime we create structure in the business or our personal lives or our fitness, I feel like that's when you can optimize the game you set for yourself. Right. Just like in sports. Without the structure, and and we were talking about this the other day, like we used to run 400 meter sprints after game days on Sundays. The day after, day after, our coaches had us get up smart. What time was it? Like 8 a.m. or something? It was like you couldn't stay out late and party too late because you had to, or you did, and you were. So some guys were like hungover. You're dragging, dragging, dragging on doing these 400 meters, and they suck because you're beat up, you're sore, you're injured, you're hurt. You know, you got bruised bones. And we would run sprints, and they what was it under seventy five? It was it was I fast. I think that was man. for linemen under seventy five. Oh my, was it seventy for seventy two? It was fast, man. Repeat four hundreds with like a minute break or something. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, having that structure. This is why I like doing stuff like this, where we're gonna have a six thirty, because it's just like if we're not pushing ourselves mm. in every area. And obviously, there's going to be off seasons because you can't do that consistently every single day. But if we're not creating a game for ourselves and structure for ourselves, we're just going to be lazier throughout the day. We're mm-hmm. not going to be as consistent and committed. Last two weeks when we started doing that, it just felt like, man, I was so much more productive, focused on the things that mattered. You were the one who was telling me, like, where did all these this energy come from? Mm-hmm. You were like, because we were, we were having conversations with other people, getting ideas. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's execute, execute. Yeah. And I feel like it just keeps your body your mind sharp when you structure at least workouts for yourself and uh i don't it doesn't have to be early but i think you just have to have some type of game with your workouts otherwise it becomes hard and you have to be physically active you have to do you something to. to invigorate the body in order to activate the mind in my I opinion think so. you know I get, we get our best ideas when we're running together too absolutely absolutely some of my best phone calls are when i'm walking around yeah. moving yeah. you know um 
So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's opened up a lot. I mean, I was yeah. kicking myself. Like you said, you were coming every day, four or five ideas. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Easy. You know, I was like, like we need to build the team out. Breaks at that point. We need to build the team. Let's get more people on so we can execute. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, I think it's important. I think, you know, kind of bring back of us going out in college a lot. We would make it a game just like at night, anything. That's what I love to do is like make life a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like anything, when I'm going on a trip, when I'm going out to a networking event, I give myself a challenge or a game. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to five strangers and um, try some silly things. You'll be amazed at what you can do when you just actually try it. Totally. Even if you think it's ridiculous. We've done, I've done so many things where whenever I'm uncomfortable or, or nervous or scared or something, I try to go master the fear and I'll go, you know, I remember talking to girls when I moved to New York City. I mm. did this thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to create a challenge. I don't know if I even told you this. I call it the Red Rose Challenge. Oh, no. I've, I actually have never heard yes. of the Red Rose Challenge. I don't know if I've actually told this to anyone on a podcast. I remember going to New York. Wasn't sure if I was going to live there. I went for one month. I just ended things with my ex-girlfriend. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what would be a good way to meet girls in New York. And I was kind of intimidated by girls in New York because it was like a – you know, new place. And I was like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to call it the red rose project. And I was thinking of doing it as an experiment where I would write about it or like journal about it or do something. Like I was thinking it'd be some experiment that I talk about online. And what I did is I bought a rose every morning. Cause there was like a, a, a flower shop next to my apartment. I was staying in. I bought a red rose every morning and I carried it with me until I found a girl that intimidated me. Ooh. That was like super attractive that I just couldn't keep my eyes off of. And I was going to go up and give it to her and not ask for anything, but just like give it to her and give her a compliment. Wow. And I remember doing that. And one, it was like the second girl, I think, like wouldn't even look at me. She just kept walking, gave me like the worst Ooh. stare down. And I was like, this is not a good start for me. <laughs> like, I was like, no, this is not feel good to be like rejected. That's like my biggest fear is like being right. rejected when I, right. when I didn't have the confidence. And then I just kept doing it like every day, the first like couple of weeks. And I remember I, I I met a girl. I gave one to a girl, like a waitress. I was like, this is an easy out for me. I'm going to give it to the waitress who's waiting on me. But I ended up having like a good, you know, friendship with her and like built a relationship and had good times. And yeah. it allowed me to kind of overcome something, do something nice for someone. Yeah. And it created a game for myself. And so I think I try to do that in every context, whether it be we do this with fitness. We're like, okay, we're going to run. Uh, you know, we're going to sprint this street, then jog, sprint and jog. We're going to go right. up the hill this time. We're going to, we always create games and fitness. That's why I try to do it with you in business too. I'm like, okay, what are the numbers this month? What can we try to get this week? What can mm-hmm. we try to hit this month and create a game around? It. And I think if you're not creating a game around your life, then it just becomes more like work. Right. It becomes hard. It's already challenging enough. Right. Doing something. You might as well create a fun game around it to enjoy the process. Absolutely. And anybody could do that. Anyone. Anyone. There's a method to that madness, Anyone, so to speak. Man. I mean, yeah. there, there really is. So create that. to answer that question or the topic is to create games in every situation. In yeah. your relationships, how can you have fun in a crappy situation? Right. Maybe you don't want to go see your in-laws or whatever, um, but how can you make it a game and right. have fun around it? And how can you have fun with your relationship, your partner, your health, your finances? Like finances is hard for people to talk about. Mm-hmm. People are scared to talk about how much they have or – just talk about money in general. Like how can you make it a fun game? Right. As opposed to this being this thing that you're constantly afraid of, but now you embrace it and you allow for more money to come your way. Yeah. Yeah. Create a game in your life. See, that's funny. You just said something there that struck me because, you know, there is a fear around obviously money and it's, it's more so the, the, the fear of judgment, you know, with not being transparent and, and, and well, so many people take that back to, yeah, to not be transparent. Because, because, you know, they're surrounded by that fear, yeah, whether man. it's money or, or whatever, whatever part of their life mm-hmm. that they're fearful of, of opening up about it. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the one thing I also attribute to, to you is, you know, I think your ability to just embrace transparency mm. is unbelievable mm. with being open with what you're able to get on Facebook Live uh-huh. and, and share with anybody and, and, and everybody at any given moment. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And what it's created for you, too. I think that there's a true testament there to be spoken about because a lot of people in this, this age of social media, are, you know, there's, there's this apprehension of, of wanting to, you know, 
I guess, you know, be transparent. They, they want to, you know, separate church and state so to speak. Yeah. You know, they want their personal lives to be separate than their business lives. And why, you know, I yeah. mean, I, I'm, I, maybe I've drank the Kool-Aid, but you know, <laughs> I, I used to be that, you know, yeah, yeah. you'd have your colleagues and your coworkers. Yeah. Um, but then you'd have the friends, you know, that you'd, you'd call it, you know, in the evenings and hang out with. And sometimes, you know, you'd They'd hang blend. out. With, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I think this day and age, you just, you just have to, you Things have to evolving, embrace man. that. Yeah. yeah. Really I do. think you get to create the game you want it to be. I mean, there's some big personalities on social media that don't show their their partners, their kids. They keep that separate still, and I think yeah. that's I think it's not right or wrong either way. You can do whatever. I, makes I think sense it's something that I'll always do for myself. Yeah. I don't know if if that just comes down to personality or, or your choice. wife may not, but you will. Yeah. Yeah. She she's she's more comfortable with with stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's not that I'm uncomfortable sharing my personal life. I mean, I'm I'm here right now, but. <laughs> I would say that There's no video still. No, that'll no, be next no time. No video. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not shy with with the camera. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I I would say that you know it's it's cool to see what you've created. Mm. So I think my next question is kind of going to go around that. I mean, if you are someone who is wanting to take their business, take um, you know their entrepreneurial journey to the next level, you know where is a good place to start with with opening up with what's going on with you personally. I mean, what do you really share? Where where do you kind of... Here's the thing. You know, it's interesting because part of me, uh, the more vulnerable and open you become, the more you're to attract an audience of people that can relate to you. Mm-hmm. And I think when it's scary though because you want to make sure you do it in an authentic way where it's not like, reaching out for help for the world and like a woe is me all the time of mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm down and out, but more of like, here's the challenges I'm facing in my life and talking about it in a way that works a way that still is like on your brand and you know, with still good images and videos and things like that. You're putting out content wise, but also just revealing the most popular episode I have was when I opened up about the sexual abuse when I was a kid yeah. and there might be a couple other podcast the episodes have done done more because we have video now and things like that. But at the time, that was the biggest spike of traffic I've ever seen on my website, mm. most downloaded podcast by by far, but also the biggest impact in people's I think perception of me and their opinion of me. I got hundreds of emails, and we still get messages from people listening to it from three years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was three years ago. Mm-hmm where they'll find it and they listen to it and they're like, man, I had you all wrong. Like I had you wrong and I'm so inspired by you sharing, by opening up on something that's so vulnerable for you. Yeah. And I think I did it in a way that was, again, thoughtful and intentional. It wasn't like just calling out to the world or something about right. my challenges or my problems. So I think you got to be thoughtful about it. But we, I met with a couple of students of ours school greatness academy members in Miami this weekend and we were talking about this as well like they've got to, if you want to attract an audience you got to be real you got to open up with so much content out there if you're not opening up and being super raw mm-hmm. in a way that works then it's going to be hard to connect if you just look perfect all the time right so the more i talk about it and it's part of the text the storytelling mm-hmm. the storytelling of revealing things Every time I post an image or a quote or whatever, and then I share what I've been struggling with or what I went through to get to where I'm at, that gets the most engagement. That gets the most comments. People are like, yes, I, I feel you. I get you. I'm Like, I needed this even more than ever. Like, I feel like I'm going through this right now, people will say. So I think right. when I – and it's just become second nature. I'm just like, you know, we're all going through stuff. I was revealing stuff – uh on a call, on a on a live uh, training call we have with one of our programs as well, where I was literally wrapped in a blanket, like with a white T-shirt, hair was all messed up. Someone was asking me a question, and I was like, to be honest, guys, I just got to let you know, like, stuff has been challenging over the last few weeks, and I'm, I don't know if I have the answer. Like, I've just been in yeah. the funk. Yeah. And people were like, dude, thank you, because it's, okay. it's hard to connect with people that just always have it all together. Yeah. It's really hard. So I think being vulnerable in the sense of real with the challenges you're facing, but also coming back and saying, you know what? I'm facing these challenges, but I'm taking action. I'm not just allowing myself to stay stuck. When you sit there and say, here's all the problems I'm going through, and I don't know what to do. Someone help me. 
that's not a good look. But when you say, here's what I'm going through, I'm really struggling. You know what? Here's the action steps I'm taking. And man, it feels good to like see a little bit of progress. That's it. That is going to inspire people in your industry and your space to be like, huh, okay, I can re- resonate with him or her. I'm going through the same thing. I see the steps they're taking. I'm going to start taking those steps. And I think that's the game changer. Oh. Yeah. Not reaching out for help and being like, here's all my problems. Someone have pity on me and right. like this to make me feel better. Right. No. What are you going to do to step up? Yeah. How are you going to move forward to improve your life? That's it. And embrace your story too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's magic right there. Yeah. We all have a unique story to tell. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a huge part of, of also what, what you've been able to create is just embracing your story. Yeah. We all have a life story. We all have our own motion picture event happening it, every single day. That's it. And, um, you know, really stepping in to sharing that story and then, you know, creating the, the, the progress, the positive progress every single yeah. day, rather than being caught up in the, my gosh, it, it, you know, this hurt or that hurt or yeah, this yeah. woe, that woe, you know, I think that's the most important thing. I mean, yeah. And even if your story isn't as dramatic or crazy as maybe some other people you'd notice or you know about, there's other people that I'm like, man, people have gone through a lot worse than me and created this incredible success like Oprah or The Rock or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, is my story really that inspiring or that interesting? And I've shared my story so much over the last 10 years since like kind of my transition point of moving from sports to business that I'm like, is it boring now? Is it interesting enough? It's like, oh, the guy who got injured, who went into like LinkedIn, like, is that interesting enough? But it's like, that's my story and I'm going to use it. I'm going to embrace it because it's embrace it. Right. It's all I am. That's it. It's who I am. I can't like try to be something I'm not. And I just try to relate to the people that are interested in, in my story and connect on that level. And. And I'm not trying to act like someone I'm not, so. No, that's it. Yeah. I mean, look at here. Shoot. We got a podcast happening right now. And, you know, your story is still, I think it's still completely relevant to anybody yeah. and everybody. Right. You know, yes, yeah, some some may say it's more dramatic than what they have going on. Come on. Right. I, I, it's a human story. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Whatever your story is, embrace it. Mm-hmm. There's beauty in, in even the most mundane. That's true. You know, even in the, the little quirks that you have or even in the little doubts that you have about yourself, the little fears. It's not really focusing too much on that fear, but the step out of that, mm-hmm. you know, the next yeah. step beyond that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. What else? How many other questions you got? I got a couple more questions here. All right. So we've embraced, you know, transparency and not everybody has to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you don't have to be super vulnerable and like transparent all the time. I don't, it's not for everyone, but I think if you're just starting out, I think that's the quickest way to to connect with people because when we're vulnerable in any way, other people are allowing themselves to open up as well. You're allowing that for other people. So I think if that's when you're just starting out, I think start with that and talk about transformational stuff. You know, anything in your your life that you're trying to transform, take right. people on a journey. Here's where I'm at, where I'm at, and I'm not happy. Health, finances, relationships, spirituality. I'm not happy in this situation. So for the next 90 days, here's the steps I'm going to take, and I'm going to document the journey, the challenge that I'm taking myself, the call to adventure. Right? Right. It's like the hero's journey. I'm going to take you guys on the next 30, 60, 90 days, and I'm going to share with you each day the actions I'm going to take, each day the successes, and each day the failures, the challenges that I've faced that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I think if you just do that for 30 or 90 days, that's a great way to get started right. and a great way to build an audience around a challenge for yourself. Right. I think it's also, you said it, you know, it, it's being the hero of your journey. That's it. Accepting that you are that hero. And you're the in director. Your you're yes. writing it. You're directing you're it. Starring in Starring that, it. Yeah. Producing it. Yeah. Start off like a 30, 60, 90 day challenge where you're transforming some part of your life. Right. That is inspiring. So many people have done that. A lot of people in the health world have done this. Natalie Jill did this. Right. She was overweight. She was a, a new mom, divorced, corporate job that she got fired from. And she took people on a journey of just documenting, here's what I'm going to do every single day. I'm going to learn how to right. eat right. I'm going to learn how to work out the right way. I'm going to learn how to sleep, take care of myself, recover. And I'm going to take photos and videos and document it and share the things I'm learning and show you the progress. That inspires people. You can do that in any category. 
right. health and wellness, right. fitness, business, talking about like, okay, I'm going to try to earn a dollar today. I'm going to try to earn two tomorrow, five, 10, 20, whatever. And I'm going to show you the steps and what I'm learning. Yeah. This works for every, uh, uh, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income did that in the finance place. Mm-hmm. You can do this in spirituality, go on a journey of like, I'm going to try different meditations. I'm going to go to different churches and I'm going to share what I'm learning about why I'm here. And what this whole world is about. Yeah, and what's what's the journey? I mean, the journey is that's to it. know thyself. Too. That's it. I yeah. mean, that's that's a huge part of what life is. What mm-hmm. fulfills you? What makes you happy? What your values, your principles? Exactly. The things that make you tick and run, and and live joyously. Mm-hmm. So I mean, knowing thyself. I mean, you, you got to build that into your routine every day. That's it. You know, I mean, what parts really truly make you happy? You may not have to get up like us at six thirty in the morning, and find joy out of absolutely exhausting ourselves on a quick <laughs> three mile run yes you know and finishing uphill just to feel that Ugh. you know gasp of of whatever it up. is you know wanting to take ourselves back to you know playing college football yeah. who knows whatever it is yeah but it brings us some sort of fulfillment and joy and excitement yes. out of life so i think exactly. knowing what is going to get you up excited mm-hmm. to play the game i mean game of life baby that's it game of life <laughs> <laughs> we gotta watch isn't that a, an actual board game Probably the, the game yeah, of yeah. life. Oh shoot! <laughs> it's all good. Oh man. Next question, Caesar. So here we are. Um, you know, how important is it for you? Because I've seen this in your personality. Yes. You focus on the things that really bring you joy. You know, and and find ways to give back as well, doing the things that bring you joy. Um, so I guess how important is it for you personally, um, to do the things that actually bring you joy on a daily basis? It's so important. It's probably the most important thing. I don't know if it's just because I just, you know, I look back at my childhood and if you look from the outside looking in, everything looks okay. We had a home. My dad had a good job, you Mm -hmm. know, or we were pretty healthy my siblings were doing well in school. They were all smart and talented, mm-hmm. but there was just a lot of inner conflict that I faced and a lot of stress with my parents. Every day it was stress. Even if they weren't screaming at each other that day, there was just like tension. I just felt all the time. Mm-hmm. And as the youngest of four, I didn't feel like I had any of my siblings to kind of like, I wasn't like close with any of them until I was like 12, maybe 12, 13. I became more like, adult-like so I was more acceptable in the siblinghood or whatever mm-hmm. so I didn't have any like siblings to look look to connect with to talk to about my feelings my parents were too in their stress of their daily lives of work and taking care of us and taking care of each other and their their marriage was n- never in a good place and I was just always like scared I was just really scared and didn't have much fun as a kid there were moments, but I just remember feeling an overwhelming sense of fear mm-hmm. and insecurities and uncertainty. And I think when I finally, when I made the decision to go to Principia Upper School, this, this private boarding school in St. Louis, my life changed because I allowed myself to have more fun. I had friends every day. I was living in a dorm with like 10 other guys. It was pretty strict, but I mean, I was just like so happy to kind of get away from this stressful environment mm-hmm. that I don't think it was my parents' fault or anything. It was just like, that's just how things were back then. And they were doing their best. And I was just so happy to be in a different place that I was like, I'm going to make the most of this and have fun and just meet people and make friends. And I think I just took that on after high school. I took it on in college. I was just like, I'm going to try to have as much fun as possible, have as many friends as possible, be good to people. Because I just remember how crappy it was. Feeling inside. Again, my parents were great. And they always like told us they loved us. They always took care of us. Mm-hmm. But it was just like this sense of like uncertainty and fear around their relationship. And just tension, man. It was just always it was just tension constantly. But it's, you took that step. I mean, you stepped out of that place. Yeah. And, and I mean. Yeah, I mean, I was just. I, yeah, I just started to realize like, man, I just want to have fun. I want to have fun. I want it to be lighter. Yeah. And I want I don't want to fear all these things. And so that's why I just said I'm going to take on these fears. I'm going to become the Batman of every fear. Yeah. Whatever my bat 
is that I'm afraid of, I'm going to become the bat. Because I just didn't want to feel sick and tired of feeling these things anymore. It's like you gave that rose early on. Yeah, to man. Each one of your fears. I did, man. Yeah, it's like so my red rose. I'm project gonna make you early love on. me. Exactly, man. <laughs> I just didn't want to fear anymore, and I think uh, I just made a decision. I was just like, screw it. What's the worst that could happen? Well, the Lewis I met back in college was fearless. <laughs> Holy cow! He would roll up into a room and just be like. I would, man. I didn't care if I knew people. I didn't know people. I would introduce myself to everyone. I remember going into my senior year. This was a big thing for me. Going into my senior year in high school, I was like the young kid who was on all the varsity teams from freshman year to junior year. I was always like younger than everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Then when I was a senior, all my friends were gone. They'd all graduated because I was always like the younger one on. And I was a starter, like a sophomore and junior year and sports teams. So now I had to step up and like, I was like, who are my friends? Who am I? I kind of had to reinvent myself again. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into senior year thinking, crap, all my close friends that I was in like this jock clique are gone. Now what? I was like, do I just hang out with all the freshmen, sophomore, junior jocks? And I was like, that's not really what I want to do anymore. I want to become friends with everyone. So I made a challenge for myself. I remember this in the summer in St. Louis. I was like, I'm going to try out for everything. I was in choir. I tried out for the, the, the school musical. I was like, I'm going to become friends with math people, musicians, singers, actors, artists. I'm going to take, I took art class. Wow. I did every, I took tap dancing class my senior year. I remember I took tap dancing class. I did everything, and I was just like, I'm just going to be friends with everyone and try to like meet people where they're at as opposed to having everyone need to know like who I am and I'm like the sports guy. And I was like, I want to learn about other people. That's probably when School of Greatness really started to develop. Yeah, I was just about to say that, yeah. It was like learning from everyone, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm not going to judge people. I'm going to say hi to people that I would never say hi to and just ask them questions. And I had some of the best friendships from people that I never would have hung out with before, I think a lot of them were like, you know, kind of guarded originally, but I just said, you know what? Screw it. I have nothing to lose. It's my last year here. If I don't, if it doesn't work out, whatever. But the best thing I ever did for myself Gotta was to put not, yourself out there. yeah, was to not like judge people to the best of my ability and to just be like open to learning from people. And there were some amazingly good people that I've lost touch with now, but um, at the time, it was just man, they were close. I was closer to them than my sports friends. Some yeah. of them, yeah. And I think that was the key is like learning to meet all types of people, people who can do nothing for you, have conversations with them. The janitors at my school, I would build a relationship with, you know, waiters at restaurants. I would just openly ask them questions and learn about what their big dreams were and what their challenges are. Anyone and everyone, I just wanted to learn more about them. Yeah. And I was obsessed with understanding people and understanding what made them tick, what they were thinking about. Yeah, I haven't really told any people this stuff, but yeah, this is this is when it all kind of started, probably senior year, high school. So you just opened up there. I mean, I mean, you embraced, I guess, partly becoming this networking. I was. Person. That's when the networking began. Yeah, yeah. Senior year. Yeah. And it took you stepping into you know being a senior, being a leader, because that's yeah. that's the first time you really yeah you know when you get to it's that forced. senior year, you're forced to become a leader. You're forced to you know, it was stop not being closed off. You can't be closed off. It was not comfortable. I didn't like being the captain. I, didn't, I actually didn't like being the senior. I liked being the freshman who could just like show up and play hard and be like and shock everyone. Mm-hmm. And that seniors could like run the show and I could just be like the playmaker. Yeah. And just be like, gosh, that kid is so good. He's going to be amazing when he's older. And then senior year was really uncomfortable because I, I was never comfortable with my own voice. I was always scared to like talk in public. Mm-hmm. I was scared to talk in front of my classmates, anything. So talking in like the locker room was not my thing. I was not like this, all right, guys, here's what we got to do. Rah, rah, speech people up. I didn't have that in me. So it was terrifying to be the captain. But um, that's kind of like a lot of the times it was just like if you're the best player, you're the captain usually if you're just like a good enough dude. yeah. Um, so I was one of the captains. But I remember just being like, I didn't even want that. I just wanted to be the playmaker and just like, you do your job and I'm going to do my job. I didn't want to get on anyone. That's a pivotal point in your life that you're talking about there. You you went head on to the things that made you uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, 
embracing your fears, going right at them and going, hey, I'm going to figure it out sooner or later. Yeah. Wow. Very Luck- cool. I didn't like that part. Luckily, the next year going to college, freshman year, I got to do it all over again where I just got to be the playmaker. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you fell back into it? I f- well, I no. mean – why did I was? It was a whole another intimidating thing, man. I, I didn't yeah. understand the game at this at college level. It was like, that's true. I didn't understand defenses and offenses and how to read things. I was just like, go to my spot and catch the ball right. in high school because I right. just started in sophomore year. So for me, it was, it was more just like I needed to study every single day for hours at night, game film and the plays because I couldn't even remember them. It was just so challenging. So trying to be a leader was not even on my mind. It was just like don't mess up this play because our coach screamed at us. He was one of those guys that just always wanted to make you feel like a piece of crap. Yeah. And he would scream at me at any time I missed a step, anytime I dropped the ball, anything. It was just mm. like, Lewis, you suck. And so for me, I was just like, I just need to make sure I stay on this team and like, right. I don't want to get yelled at. That's all I focused on, which is not a good way to lead by fear. No, I agree. It's not I a agree. good way to make people feel like they can't make a, you know, make mistakes. Yeah, I don't think that's that's a quality in the best leaders. No. You know. It's effective for people. It's it gets effective. results, but it's not healthy. But it's yeah, it's it's hurtful. So hurtful. It's hurtful for the greater good. It it's is hurtful. hurtful to another person. I mean, that's it's we've tough. all we've all had coaches or relationships or yeah. experiences where we've been I mean, going through that, mm. you know, having someone, you know, shouting and screaming and using fear as a way of motivation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, I th- I think you know in the times that I've had that same thing. Yeah, it I, sucks. I had a high, school, that high school football high school coach and college a little bit. You had that. Uh, not real. I mean, no, not in college. No, not as bad. No, not Collins in college. wasn't that bad on you. No, he was great. Oh, that's good. He was great. That's good. You know, he wasn't. He he didn't shout, but high school. I remember. I I had a coach unnamed, but um, he was <laughs> he motivated by by straight out just Screaming intimidation. Fear, yeah, and it was. It's. I mean. I have to say in that moment, I think I, I rose to the occasion. Mm, that's good. Um, but in that moment, I also learned early on, that's not who I want to be. No. That's not what I want to create. No. That's not the type of leader I want to be. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and and I I mean, I hope that that's kind of instilling. You're what, the opposite of that. You're the calm, collected, organized, yeah, efficient. Yeah, fear is not a good motivator. It no, just, it does, it doesn't make sense. No. You know, allow people to step into their greatness and yeah. shine, you know. Still where, to hold people accountable, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Responsibility and accountability is key in creating, you know, great productivity mm-hmm. and, you know, getting work done. Yeah. And setting up those those fail safes, those checks and balances in, in, a, in a business, in a company. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what the large corporations have done since yep. back in the day when Henry Ford started – Assembly creating, line. Yeah, created the assembly line and a, what, 40-hour work week and all that sort of stuff um, to create good productivity mm. out of out of employees. But, um, no, fear is, fear is not the way. Yeah, you know? yeah. But going at your fears, I mean, that's that's powerful. That's very powerful. You know, so that's basically opened up your joy that it allowed has. you to, you know. Because fear is the, uh, it sucks away the joy. Yeah. When we're afraid, we can't have fun. Yeah. If we're afraid of something, how are you going to have fun? You're just crippled by this un- uncertainty, by this fear of whatever failure or looking stupid or whatever it is uh, of and that's not a, having that's people love you. That's a basic thing that everybody Gosh, feels. But everybody it cripples feels. us. And yeah. So how are you able to have fun and be in the flow if you're in fear? It's just not possible. Yeah. And I remember just feeling like I never want to feel like crippled yeah. or like a prisoner. I always wanted to feel free. I think but that's it, one of my things. And it took practice. From oh, what you're saying, I mean, years, you, you, man. Yeah, you've had to years in high school reach out to those groups that maybe made you uncomfortable. Gosh. You know, whether it was a dance class or a, a, all sorts of stuff. I yeah. think trying out for the lead in the, the musical was like the scariest thing for me ever. That's fantastic. Drop into that story man. a little bit for a second. That was terrifying, man. I just remember a senior year. I was like, okay, I'm going to try out for this. Every year, it was like a big deal at our school. The 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 musical. It was like for a week. There would be a, a showing every night or whatever, and it was like a big deal. The whole school would go watch. The whole community it was like the thing in the spring. I did. Every, I did synchronized swimming. I forgot this. I did synchronized swimming. Like I did all of it, man. Um, <laughs> synchronized, synchronized swimming with the girls. Yes, I did Fantastic. all of it. Fantastic. And um, yeah, I just remember like okay, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go out for the lead 
I was like, if I'm going to do the musical, I got to go big and at mm-hmm. least just try out for the lead. It was so terrifying to sing in front of like these judges or whoever was like watching us on stage by myself and to like sing this show tune or whatever. It, it was called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which is like this old musical. And it was so terrifying, man. And then to like read lines, I'd never read lines or acted in my life. Yeah, and so yeah. I was like, what the hell am I doing up here? <laughs> And, but I practiced a lot, and I was so terrified. But I was like, you know what? Screw it. If I bomb, then I bomb. Yeah. And I just was like, I'm going to give my best. And I didn't sound the best singing, and I definitely was not good at my lines. But I went up there to the did the best that I could with the skills that I had in the moment that I had at a, as a 17 or 18-year-old. And I got the second lead. So I didn't get the main lead, but I got like – there were seven brothers who were like the main people, and I was like the second oldest brother. So the oldest brother was the main lead, and I was the next guy in line. So, and I remember in the in the play, I had like one of the first lines of the play. So it was like so nerve wracking. <laughs> Opening night, there was like someone else had a line, and then it was me. And I remember just being like so intimidated. But for like six weeks, we practiced after after sports. We'd practice all night long this play. Yeah, and it was literally like the best experience. I had probably all of high school, just like being with these guys and these girls and like just we goofed off so much backstage, just like little inside jokes everywhere, just so much fun, like running and transition to transition that it was like, man, I got a taste of like what people love going on Broadway. It was like, obviously it was much smaller and not professional in any way, but I got a taste of like why people love to do that, to perform and to act. It was so much fun, so much joy to be on stage with a group of people. I don't think I'd want to do it alone, but with like a group of people that you connect and overcome things together. It's like yeah, a team. That's it, like a team. And you perform and you get a reaction and you inspire an audience. Right. That's right. what it's about, man. That's it. That's yeah. it. I mean, same goes for business. I mean, you're you're performing for whatever your, clients. your listeners, your customers, your clients. Potential Absolutely. clients, yeah. Potentials, yeah. And, and what you do behind the scenes mm-hmm. is so important, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I'm even still understanding and realizing and growing and, and how important that is as, as not only trying to be a motivator and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, to continue to um, create progress and efficiency and, and growth in a company. Yeah. Um, so it is. It's a performance. But it's, yeah. it's also showing up every single day and playing the game that you want to play and find joy in every single day. It's possible. I know it's possible. Yes. I mean, I, I still remember when you asked me again back in 2015 to come on and, geez, oh man, feels like a long time ago now. It does, man. It's just so much has happened and grown since then. And it's, it's two powerful. Years. It's been two years? When did you come on? You remember? Over July? two years. Yeah. It's it's two years and I think two months now. Really? Yeah. Here in May, huh? Yep. Yep. It seems like it's been four years. Absolutely. We've done a lot in the last two years. We've known each other for a long time. Shoot. What? 2004? Holy moly. What is that? 13 years? Yeah. Oh, man, 14. Crazy. 13, 14. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, final thoughts. What's your What's your final message? This We're getting to the end of the hour. I mean, I have, I have to say. Hold your next questions for the next coffee conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. But let's, let's do a final a Caesar's thought. Caesar's, what can we give you a, a final motivational thing? What's a. Well, CC. I don't think we got to get too cheeky right at the moment. Yeah, we'll, we can. We'll we'll come out. We'll come out with something. Caesar's. What can it be? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of what's another in- interesting uh, Caesar's creation. It's two C's. It's a different alliteration, though. It's Caesar's sermon. Caesar sermon, baby. Yes. Caesar sermon. I don't Caesar know. Caesar sermon. Okay. I'm, I'm down with coffee. Coffee with Caesar Coffee or something Caesar. like that. I like Caesar's Sermon. We'll let the audience decide after this. Absolutely. Caesar's Sermon. Um, or just call it the Caesar Salad. Shake it up, baby. The Caesar Salad. <laughs> Shake it up. <laughs> Shake it up. Mix it up, you know? Oh, man. Like, with a last name like Caesarato growing up. Uh, nice Italian last name. Yeah. I used to have to say for pronunciation-wise because it got botched when a I was lot. in high school. Yeah. 
Cesarato with the catch oh my God. on the 15-yard line. The catch. I mean, my dad would go up to the booth. Caesar Otto. Caesar. Julius Caesar driving a car. Caesar Otto. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, <laughs> oh, no. so, so, so your final thought, final thoughts of on, uh, on the game of life in, in terms of business, um, or life and business, either I one, mean, what's, what's Caesar's, uh, make your life a game. Who doesn't yes. love playing a game? That's it. You know, having fun, that's it. Creating joy, make your life, um, the game that you'd like to play every single day. That is a powerful way to end conversation over coffee with the Caesar sermon finishing strong Caesar salad mixing up that's it I, I appreciate uh make your life a game this is Caesar's on for the first time if you guys want more of Caesar and this type of conversation go ahead and uh tweet me tag me on Instagram at Lewis House uh share this with your friends leave a comment on the blog let us know and uh, we'll bring on Caesar more if you like it. So. I mean, we're having a blast playing this game, right? This is fun, man. I mean, we're having it's a blast. It's a good time. <laughs> Life is good. Life is good. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. There you have it. Did you enjoy this episode? A behind-the-scenes look. An intimate conversation. A once-in-a-time bringing Caesar on to reveal some of the things about my life that I've never shared and I share a lot. You guys know that about me. And also revealing more about the business, the mindset, the strategies, how we're growing this empire. If you want to learn more, if you want Caesar back on to ask deeper questions and to me ask him questions as well about how we're building this empire of greatness and a behind the scenes look, pulling back the curtain, revealing all, then tag me on Twitter and tag me on Instagram at Lewis House and let me know. Make sure to share this with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 508. And all the reviews and show notes are back at that link as well. So make sure to go check it out. I love you guys. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and not a yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.